Good morning. I'm going to read a chapter in the Bible that you're all very familiar with. Think about it in your mind as I read it, and listen to every word, not just the familiar phrases. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in John chapter 10, Jesus talks about himself being the good shepherd. He is claiming his deity and also continuing the metaphor of a shepherd and his sheep, which was familiar in the Old Testament. And Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In reading this, it's one of the most well-known chapters in the Bible. But Christians know it, and many non-Christians know it, because it's read so often at memorial services. It's a beautiful psalm, and it's a psalm of great comfort. And that's why we use it so much at memorial service. But today, I think this psalm is really to be more than a comfort at memorial services. I think it's a very compact uh, explanation of God's goodness and care, not just in death, but throughout our lives. And perhaps we don't find it as comforting as we might because some of the terminology is unknown to us. A rod and a staff do not feel very comforting, uh, but we'll get to that later. But first, verse 6, listen to this again. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is about God's goodness and his mercy all the days of my life, not just in death. And there's really no greater promise of love and care in the scriptures than that. And God is truly the only one that can make that promise and fulfill it. And what robs us from experiencing God's mercy and his goodness all the days of our lives? We have trouble for sure, but this psalm answers that question. It is fear. This psalm tells us how to deal with fear every day and not just in the face of death. It talks of lying in green pastures, being led by still waters, restoring our soul, guiding us in paths of righteousness. These are happy seasons of our lives and under God's care, and we all have them. 
And we don't think about his comfort, his goodness during those times, but he's saying it's there every day, every minute of our lives. Then he says the word even, even, even in the valley of the shadow of death, you can have no fear. He's saying you've got it every day of your life. You can walk without fear and even in death you can walk without fear because I'm with you and my rod and my staff are with you. And God is saying, you need not fear in your life or in your death because I'm there with my rod and my staff. And what in the world is God's rod and staff? Rods and staffs are not things that we think about bringing us comfort or think about at all in our everyday lives. And today, we don't really know much about a rod and a staff, but these were familiar things when Psalm 23 was written because shepherds were all over, and this was what they carried. And everyone knew what a rod was, and they knew what a rod was in God's hand when he talks about that its security and its protection. And the staff in God's hand, this represents his care, his comfort, and his reassurance. A little background here might be helpful. We know David wrote this psalm. There's no doubt about that. And we know that J David was a shepherd when he was a young boy before he became king of Israel. He was out on the hills of Palestine at night with his father's sheep, and he was alone with them under the stars. And he spent a lot of time writing poetry and reflecting on how to care for these sheep and doing it. And he reflected on God being our shepherd and how he cares for us. And there are a lot of metaphors about shepherds and sheep in this past passage and also in the Old Testament and the New. And what does David mean? What is he thinking about when he's saying, your rod and your staff, they comfort me? How can sticks bring comfort to us or to anybody or to sheep? Oh, what do they symbolize today? How can we see them today? Well, first, let's look at the rod. A rod was an ancient tool given to a shepherd. It was a defensive tool to be used to protect the sheep. There were many predators on those Palestinian hills at night, and there were dumb sheep that did not have teeth or claws or legs that would go very fast. So they were really helpless, and there were serious predators out there that wanted a leg of lamb for dinner. And so this two-foot-long stick was given to the shepherd to protect his sheep. It was a mighty tool and would uh, ward off all predators. And then there's the staff. The staff is not for protection, but it's for guiding and directing the sheep because the sheep would wander. And it represents God's care and compassion and his guidance in our lives. And sheep, like we, like we are, we're like the sheep. We tend to wander. And sheep could graze at an angle on a hill that a cow could not graze on. They could graze at a 60 or a 70 
degree angle. And if they went a little far to get another blade of grass, they could just tumble down that hill. And uh, so this staff could just be put around, the shepherd could just put the staff around their neck and pull them back. And they loved to go into bramble bushes. And that was full of stickers. And when the shepherd would see them go into those bramble bushes where they could get caught, he would just put the, the, the staff around their neck, the hook of the staff, and avoid, they avoid a, a catastrophe for him and the sheep. So when the sheep were in danger from any of these things, the shepherd used his staff and his rod to protect them. You know, the image of God as a shepherd and his people as a flock is not only used in this psalm, but it's used throughout the Bible. And Jesus picked up on this in the New Testament as we read. Uh, one of the passages about, uh, about Jesus being the great shepherd of the sheep comes out of Hebrews 13, 20. It reads like this. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And John 10, 14 said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. And so the rod represents protection and the staff represents care and compassion. So how does this work out in our lives? How does Jesus, our great shepherd, treat us sheep? Uh, I'd like to just briefly talk about five ways he cares and guides us with his rod and staff. First, if I bring my hurts to Jesus, he shows me compassion. Jesus was filled with compassion. The scripture talks about when he looked at the crowds, he was filled with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd and they were harassed and helpless. And when you're hurting, what do you do? Do you turn away from Jesus or do you turn toward him? Do you go to him? When you're hurting and you go to him and you need his compassion, Jesus does not scold you, shame you, put you down, say, buck up, buddy, you brought this on yourself. No. It says he looks with compassion. The scripture does not even use the word sympathy or empathy. It uses the word compassion. And if you're like I am, when you're really hurting, you often don't turn to Jesus or anybody else. You turn in and just kind of feel sorry for yourself. But if we turn to Jesus, he's always there. And how many times I have turned to Jesus and said, help, give me your comfort, give me your peace. And not once has he ever failed. And then it's more times than I like to admit. Uh, number two, if I choose to follow him, Jesus leads me. He's a shepherd in the right direction. Uh, Psalm 23.3 said he guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We think we can make it on our own, and we try, but we desperately need his guidance. And, you know, 
If you visit London, you can walk around and see a lot of things and be very impressed and touched. I know that I well, the first time I went there, I just got on a bus and I rode around and I saw all these great historic things, but I had no idea of the real background of them. But the second visit, I got a guide and did it make a difference? And I remembered what I saw and I understand and experienced the history there. We need a guide in life. We've never been in today before or tomorrow. And Jesus sees the whole picture and he guides us. And a good shepherd walks ahead of his sheep. You know, a cowboy drives the sheep because that's what they need. But sheep need to be led. And Jesus is not going to drive us. He's not gonna push us. He's not gonna force us to go his way. He leads us, and he will always lead us in the right direction because he's a loving God, and he doesn't give us a set of do's and do nots. And most importantly, at when we wander, he will find us. Think of that in your life. And number three, if I get confused and wander off, Jesus brings me back. There are passages, many, that support this. Matthew 18, 12 says, If a man has a hundred sheep and one wanders away, he goes after that lost one. Jesus said in the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of you be lost. So it's so much our tendency, like sheep's tendency, but the good shepherd always comes after us. He wants us to come back. And sometimes we get into big trouble when we wander off. Psalm 119, 67 and 68 says it this way. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. Saying, I learned something when I wandered off and got into trouble. And it's not saying that God punishes, but that God teaches us to love his way and his word. And often we think when we get into trouble that he's punishing us, but he's not punishing us. He's training us for the future because Christ took our punishment on the cross. And he wants us, he gives us free will and he wants us to learn things, but he doesn't punish us for that. Isaiah 53 says it well, he was crushed for our sins. He, Jesus, took our punishment. Grace is what we need and grace is what we get. His mercies are new every morning. Number four, if I fail or fall, Jesus rescues it, me and he recovers me. We do fall flat at times, just fall into a pit. And we all have our pits. Listen to these great words Jesus said. If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit, even on the Sabbath, how much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Would you not go and rescue it and lift it out? This is found in Matthew 12. And Psalm 71, 20 says, you allowed me to suffer a lot, but you will bring me back from this deep pit and give me new life. Proverbs 3, 25 and 26 says, 
You never need to be afraid of sudden disaster or hidden troubles that ensnare you, for the Lord is your security. He will keep you safe and keep your foot from getting caught in a trap. So if you're in any kind of pit, a moral pit, a depression, whatever, an ethical pit, any kind of pit, a relational pit, Jesus is there for you to help you out. You know, it's interesting because we often feel uh, alone or feel like we're being punished or realize we're not very good. And Jesus said, I'm there not to punish you, but to help you. If you were a Buddhist, uh, a Buddhist would say, well, you're getting what you deserve, karma. You have to live it out. You brought this on yourself, and you live it out the best you can. And when you're reincarnated, you'll be in a better life, and eventually you'll reach nirvana. Mohammed would say, you violated the dignities of life, and you deserve this. Keep Allah's laws, and everything will go well. A Hindu might say, the pit is an illusion, and because all pain is an illusion. And self-help gurus would say, you got it in you. You're strong. You can do it. Just, you can get out on your own and make this. You don't need anybody. You can do it. It's inside you. But Jesus, the good shepherd, says, I'll come in the pit and help you out because I forgive you and I love you. And he won't excuse you. He won't judge you. He'll serve you. He'll forgive you because he loves you. We aren't puppets. God allows us to go out on our own and learn things, but he will never abandon his sheep. And lastly, if I trust him to save me, Jesus will keep me safe. Here are three verses that reassure us this is true. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never die, and no one can steal them out of my hand. My father gave me my sheep, and he's greater than all. And no person can steal my sheep out of my father's hand. Jesus saved you. He keeps you. Your salvation is secure. If we were saved by works, when we stopped working, we wouldn't be saved anymore. But God saved you, and he's not going to let you get out of his hand when you commit your life to him. Your salvation is sure. You can't even jump out of his own hand. And nothing can take you out. And Romans 8 reassures us of that. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Peter 1.3 his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So the 23rd Psalm is not just a psalm in times of death. Think of the times in your life 
where God guided you and protected you and directed you, even sometimes when you didn't know it or only saw it after you'd gone through whatever was going wrong in your life. He did it with his rod and his staff. I want you to think after today when you read Psalm 23, how precious is the rod and staff and how great is God's care, compassion, and security found only in the Good Shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey sheep, remember this shepherd laid down his life for you. Let's pray. Jesus, our shepherd, the keeper of our soul, this day and forever, thank you. We pray that we might remember that you guide us and you care. And each time we hear the word rod and staff, we will remember your guidance, your care, and your compassion. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.